Welcome to the HR Ins and Outs for Small Business Podcast. My name is Matt Filer, and I'm here with Cindy Filer, who's the CEO uh, and founder of Innovated Outsourcing. And uh, we're going to be talking about on-site interview prep and our recommendations for what to do in an on-site interview, because it is shocking how many people do not know what to do and how many questions we get on it. So I'm going to open up the floor to you, mom, and, and kind of say, you know, what are some best practices for on-site interviews and how can you prepare for them? Yeah. So that prepare word, I think, is really the important word. Um, a lot of times when we send candidates to our clients, we find that they're ill-prepared, meaning that they kind of didn't think about it until about three minutes before the interview, and then they're surprised that it doesn't go very well. So the thing that we first want to say is you need to prepare, kind of like you're going to a test, right? You would think that'd be self-explanatory. You would think so. Um, <laughs> although I have to say, I've kind of done these interviews sometimes, and you're so busy with your job, and you're doing everything you can. You look at your calendar, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have an interview in five minutes, and you haven't even printed the resume. So I have to say, I'm kind of I'm kind of bad at this myself. You can be so, guilty as well. Yeah, we can be guilty as well. So, um, okay, so the first thing I want you to do is I really want to, um, in order to prep for the interview, we need to tell the candidates what to expect during the interview process. If you work with a recruiting firm like us, um, we're going to be asking the question, what does your recruiting process look like? And we're going to talk about that for a minute. But we, we need to tell the candidates what to expect during their interview. Because sometimes they go in and they think that's the only interview and then they'll get a job offer. When really in your mind, you're thinking you have four different days worth of interviews and this is just day one. And so that concerns them. So again, let's tell the candidates, let's over-communicate and tell the candidates what to expect. Um, Number two, we need to really um, decide um, how many days of interviews we're going to do and then how many people are going to be the interviewers. So um, I recommend just one to two days of interviews. Um, Our team really likes to tell people that it's okay to do one interview being a remote interview. It saves time for the candidate. It saves time for you, just in case you don't love them. And Matt, don't you feel like a lot of our our clients are wanting to do that now? Yeah, I think a lot of our clients are wanting to do that uh, because you can keep them all in one day and everyone has a busy schedule. So I think that's really necessary. And then tell tell us a little bit about how many people you would want in the interview and how sometimes it can f- feel like rapid fire if you have more than more than you probably should. Yeah, we don't like to have the firing squad, right? So if you've ever been in an interview or if you've ever done an interview um, on the interviewer side where, you know, let's go ahead and take the candidate and put them in a room and there's going to be six of us interviewing them. Okay, that's a bad plan. Um, you know, we hear bad reviews from interviewees on that. I um, mean, it is very hard to come into a situation and have five or six people throw questions at you at once and be very good at it. So what we want to do is we want to set this interviewee up for success. And the way to do that is to choose one to three interviewers at a time. So I like to say two is a good number, one is a fine number, three is okay, um, but make sure that you're not doing one interviewee to five or six interviewers because that's just too many. And then when I say you have to choose great people as your interviewer team, make sure that the people that you're choosing to represent you in this interview are really your best foot forward, yep. right? Because you're creating an impression on them that is their first impression of your company. And if you give them Sally, who really kind of doesn't love working at your company, but she just has to happen to have the hour free on her calendar, and she like happens to tell them, hey, you know, I'm actually trying to get a job outside the company, which, by the way, has happened with one of our clients, yep. um, unfortunately. <laughs> um, 
it's not putting your best foot forward. So make sure that when you choose somebody, they're a great representation. They're the cheerleaders of your company. They're the ones that when the interviewer asks, why do you work here, that they have an awesome answer and they can be really excited about your company. Um, and then make sure those interviews stay to 35, 30 to 45 minutes per interview. Don't do two-hour interviews um, because we found out that after 45 minutes, an interviewee's um, attention um, it really wanes, and their ability to answer great questions goes away. And again, we're trying to create a great environment so that we'll get the best information out to the interviewee. So make sure that you are giving them the best um, chance and keep those interviews under 45 minutes. And you would be shocked. I, I think we, I keep coming in with like, you would be shocked. But we have a ton of clients that we'll talk to them and they'll say, oh, I, I'm, we're only going to have like an, a 45-minute, you know, hour interview maybe. And then our candidate calls us afterwards and said, I was there for three and a half hours. Three. We had one of those three hours this week. This week. We were like, oh my gosh, you were there for... Th and it wasn't just like they liked the one candidate and they were there for three hours. All three of the candidates they interviewed were each there for three and hours. And you might think that's for like a COO role or something. Like it was a, an EA. It was an EA. It was an executive assistant, and which is vital. I'm not taking anything away from executive assistants. However, it probably doesn't need that much. And then... Speak on, this kind of sounds like we're almost kind of shadowing them a little bit and giving little pieces of advice, but the, your last two, you want to sit at a table and not a desk. Why do you say that? And then also, what's the big key to that? Yeah, so you want to make a person feel comfortable with you. And so we, um, studies have shown that if you actually sit at a, like a table or without anything in between you all, um, kind of on the same level, um, people feel more comfortable, both on the interviewee and the interviewer side. If you were at your big, important mahogany desk with your feet up on the desk, and, you know, it definitely puts them at a disadvantage and makes them feel a little bit uncomfortable. So if you can, if you have a table, why don't you sit there and don't have your computer open? Um, we get so much feedback um, with um, our candidates that they have had a, one of their interviewees that had their computer open the whole time, and actually were, were answering emails. So that's a no-no. No-no um, to taking phone calls, no-no to answering in emails. You know, just be careful with that. Um, and then lastly, we really want you, like we said from the beginning, be prepared. Not only how many interviews, not only who's going to interview, not only how long the interviews are and, you know, where you're going to sit, but also having reviewed the resume, their LinkedIn, and have several questions ready for them. So you know what you're going to ask them. Because if you sit down um, with them and you're totally cold and you're like, okay, I got the resume out here. Oh, it's see, see that you worked at the XYZ company. I mean, it kind of looks like, wow, they didn't do any preparation work. Why would I want to work here? They didn't even take the time. So again, have several questions ready like, oh my gosh, I see that you went to the University of Georgia. Did you go during a year where there was great football, right? You know, something to show that you've looked at the resume. Oh, I, um, you were in banking. I was in banking too. That is so cool. It was a good place to start my career. I know I enjoyed it too, but I'm kind of glad I'm out of it. You know, those kind of things. Um, you have some questions, have some, um, hey, I saw on your LinkedIn that you used to do this. Um, just be prepared because it then shows them that you care enough to um, know a little bit more about the interview. And then I um, wanted to transition a little bit to during the interview. Yeah, and I think during the interview, you know, there's lots of different practices. And so what we had just gone over is prep. So that's all stuff that's happening before 
yeah. uh, happening before the interview. And then this is kind of some, some important items for the time where you are sitting face-to-face with the candidate or your hiring team is sitting face-to-face with the candidate. And so we're going we're gonna to go through those pretty quickly. Yeah. So first thing, make sure your parking um, is easy. If if you for that sounds so elementary. Yeah, that's but they I'm sure you're rolling your eyes right now, but we get so many calls that they just have no idea what they're doing when they arrive on campus. Yeah, so they get this they get this um, address and they get there and there's you know obviously no place that they know where to park. So make sure when you're giving either our company if you're using us for recruiting um, the the details on where to park and where to walk in and what door to walk into and if there's construction going on what door to walk into. Those kind of things. Have that together. Um, also, let the receptionist or whoever's at your front door know we have an interview coming. Um, because you won't believe how many times we have somebody that comes in and, and she says, hi, this is, you know, Mary Mary Sue, and I'm here to interview. And they're like, oh, I didn't know they were interviewing today. You know, okay, well, let's have the receptionist know, oh, Mary Sue, we've been expecting you. We're so excited. Why don't you take a seat? And, you know, Bill will be out with you in five minutes at the time of your interview. I mean, that's just a totally different experience. And then make sure all those logistics are ready. And then as an interviewer, be on time. I cannot state this enough. You know, if they feel like that, you know, you're 10 minutes late, a half an hour late, an hour late on an interview, that you don't value that enough for to be on time, then they probably don't want you as an employer, right? And so it's putting, again, your worst foot forward when you do that. Um, and so it's really important for you to be on time, give them your full attention when you're there. Um, I always say pay attention and listen. Um, sometimes, especially for those of us that don't love meeting new people because it's kind of out of our comfort zone, we think a lot about what our next question is, why, and that's why you should write them down, because you want to really listen for their answers. These people are very skilled in many cases at figuring out if you actually care what their answer is or if you're listening. So make sure you put on those listening ears and don't just talk all the time. Um the next one should be self-explanatory, no hard questions. We are not trying to trip people up. We're not trying to ask stuff that they're not going to know the answers to just to put them in line, like I've heard. Um, We're not trying to make them feel um, just uncomfortable to see how they handle being uncomfortable. Like, that is not the situation. We are in a candidate-favored market right now, which means that when they get a job offer, they're going to get three or four. And they get to choose from the three or four jobs. And the way you handle them in this interview could be if they take your offer or not. So again, let's not make them feel uncomfortable and answer hard questions. And then I think the last thing is is you want the candidates to know why you love working there. Yeah, that's right? a great one. You want to sell them on the company. And I think that's the biggest thing for the, for the in-person interviews that really differentiates our okay clients from our really great clients that yeah what do we always tell it for what do we always tell of all of our clients we want this interview for them to love you fall in love with you you don't have to give them an offer but we want every one of them to come out of that interview and come back to us which they do and say i will do anything in my power to work there so that's what the interview is it's an opportunity for you to showcase your company and to make them love you. And then you're in the driver's seat because you still get to choose. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's going to wrap up for uh, on-site interview prep and then also some best practices for while you're in the interview. Our next podcast is going to be where we kind of discuss a little bit after the interview. And then also we're going to talk a little bit on the offer. So that'll be the next podcast. But thank you so much for listening. 
And uh, please like, subscribe, uh, anything in, in, on your platforms uh, like Spotify and Apple uh, would be really appreciated. So thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next time.